What's up, Yankee fans? We are back with another episode of Yankee Crazy Podcast. And baseball is back. That is right. The lockout is over. Baseball's back. Everybody's excited. And Rob Carbone is back. That's right. Rob Carbone, our friend of the show. We go on his show. He comes on our show. He's awesome. He's joining us today to talk about the Yankees' 2022 lineup and what it could look like. And we're going to review a lot of people's tweets to us where we had asked the question, if you could control the Yankees' lineup, what would it look like for 2022? A lot of people wrote in, really appreciate them taking the time to give their thoughts and give a lineup. So, without further ado, here's me and Rob's conversation. All right. I think I'm in. Yes. Rob, hey. can you hear me? Yeah, man. What's happening? All right. We did it. Perfect. So, for everybody listening to this part, unless it's edited out, <laughs> we are doing all this recording from Anchor. Uh, pretty cool. Don't have, to, don't have to do anything. Just go straight in. Perfect. Yeah, very easy. All right. How's it going, Rob? How are you been? I'm doing well. Woke up a little late this morning, but I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> Happy that baseball is back as a lot of people are, right? I tell you what, man, when I got that news, I was so happy. Um looked down at I was on like Instagram and I saw MLB on Fox posted it. And I'm just thrilled. Yes, you were the, <laughs> you know how I love the kid around about that whole like first to report on yeah. Twitter. Like he'll be like first to report Heyman or whatever. First to report Rob Carbone. I, <laughs> you were the first <laughs> one to tell me that baseball is back. So uh, man, I was stoked. I was stoked. You, you know, it, it kind of, it, it kind of felt they had to get it done. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just too much at stake too much money um so it, it felt inevitable but it just it felt like it wasted all of the awesomeness of you know december to spring training with signings mm -hmm. and trades etc cetera, etc cetera. and it was just it was nothing right yeah man and it's 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 because like all we had a lot of big names out there so I was expecting some crazy stuff to go down and like, you know, a couple other teams made their moves, you know, the Mets made some moves. Um, you know, Seager went somewhere. I forget, but you know, a bunch of Texas. other names. Yeah. Texas, a bunch of other players were already signed and the Yankees yeah. didn't do much. Um, and so then the lockout happened and you're like, Oh wow. Now we actually have to wait even longer to see if they're going to do anything. And so it was just like a dead period of time for a while. And uh, the good thing is that the good thing about, you know, them coming to an agreement so late is that, well, the season's less than a month away. So that's the positive spin you can take from that. <laughs> yeah, true. True. It is nice that it's all of a sudden it's go time. It is. Let's get this going. Yeah. So, you know, one thing I did yesterday, I was thinking about this and I was like, I would love to just get the take of you know to get the temperature of yankee fans and 
see where they are at in terms of a lineup. And I put the question out onto Twitter, got a lot of responses, which just really shows how starved people were for baseball. Mm -hmm. And I said, basically, if you were running the Yankees, what would your lineup be? And got some interesting takes on this. um, Some that I didn't even think about. So some people got pretty creative. A couple of people put their dream (laughs) lineups on there of, of either current players on other teams or Yankees from the past. So what I want to do with you is run through this and uh, you know, we'll just get some takes on things and, uh, and, and see where you're at too. So I like it. All right. Started off. I'll tell you (laughs) as I was about to write this and, you know, oftentimes uh, at least I see lists start with catcher, then first base and, I purposely started at first base because I did not want to see Gary Sanchez's name first on this list. (laughs) So catcher is last. So we are going to start at first and there are a bunch of, you know, uh, a few different takes and you can, Mm -hmm. a lot of people really wanted um, Freeman. They probably the biggest consensus i'm seeing is is freddie freeman uh on the list and you know someone like you know from from uh twitter uh at 30 charlie zzz he said freeman uh mike the yankees guy uh he said freeman or rizzo we got robert uh he also said it uh it's at robert I'm going to pronounce his last name wrong. <laughs> Perubsky. Uh, so a lot of people love Freddie Freeman in this. And uh, what what do you think? Where are you, what's what do you think the odds are that he would go to the Yankees and how he would do on the Yankees? I am also on that boat. Um, I think Freeman would make an excellent Yankee. First of all, he's a, a true professional, and I think that's the first thing you look at when you're looking at a Yankee. Um, I he's the lefty, you know. Yeah. We need we, yep. we love the lefty bat. We've had a history of winning titles because of lefty guys. Um, yep. Good first baseman. He's capable of playing first base. Um, he's an above average defender. I'd like to think, and he can obviously hit. He's a legitimate three hundred hitter, and that's my big thing. I think on a Yankee team with a lot of power already, you get another guy who can hit the ball put it in play and i think i think freeman's a perfect example he's got the resume and we talk about veteran experience a lot with gardner well you're getting very veteran experience here with freeman one who is still very successful at what he does he's just coming off a title win so i would definitely definitely before him um now do i think they do acquire him um i don't know you know I, i have a feeling that he's this guy's been a brave his entire life. He just gave them a World Series. I feel like they're eventually come, gonna come to terms. Um, uh, you know, the the rumblings were saying that they didn't want to give him a fifth year, but I think eventually they're yep, gonna find I an agreement. That. 
Yeah, and if he does leave, I just have a feeling the Dodgers are in on everybody. Mm-hmm. And so that might be the team that gets in our way. But ultimately, as much as I do want Freeman, I think the Braves probably will sign him at the end of the day. Yeah, you know, I hopped on Twitter this morning to see what the latest was on anything and saw a lot about that. Saw a lot about Braves making a, a, a supposed last second push to get him. And like you said, the Dodgers in on the mix. And, you know, we we kind of have, as Yankee fans, these, we I, I think we still have these grandiose opinions that, oh, they're going to go after this guy and spend the money. And, you know, in the in past recent years, they haven't, you know, besides mm-hmm. Garrett Cole. There's a lot of people that, you know, you look at, the Machado Harper uh, off seasons where everyone was like, Oh, they're going to go all in and and get them and didn't happen. So yeah, it's, you know, they, they have a lot of times gone the low budget way and uh, who knows? We'll see. But yeah, I like Freddie Freeman too. Um, I think just like you said, all those things, the leadership, the lefty bat, guy just won a World Series, he, you know, has that experience now mm-hmm. on his resume. He would be great. He would really, really be a great addition. Now, another guy thrown out there is bringing back Anthony Rizzo. And mm-hmm. that that's probably a realistic possibility too. Um, you know, we've got just to give some people a little shout out, Jimmy from the Bronx at Jimmy 27 Bronx and why he says Rizzo or Freeman. Um, I think Rizzo is kind of the fallback plan for the Yankees. Um, I liked him. I really liked when he came over to the Yankees, uh, but I don't know. I feel like he is fading in his career, getting up there, not obviously the player he was, years ago when the Cubs uh, won, but what if, if Yankees acquired him, would you be happy, okay with it, or not too excited? I'd be fine with it. Not thrilled, but I'd definitely be you know content. Um, I think Rizzo, when you look at the Yankees last season and what they did, a lot of their run, they had a little bit of a run once they acquired Rizzo. I remember he came over with Gallo. And it was more Rizzo making that impact um, right away. He was getting on base, took a lot of walks, and he came through with some timely base hits. And I think he's also another guy who can put the uh, the ball in play. And if you acquire him, it'll help increase the efficiency of our offense. And he he plays capable first base, too. Um, Isn't he a lefty, too? Yeah, he's a lefty also. He is a lefty. That's another good uh, good player I would take. And, you know, the bonus being he's he's an Italian, so – I'm always good yes. with that. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I do like him. I, I think I would be uh, satisfied. And obviously when you compare him to Freeman, he's relatively cheaper too. So I wouldn't be mind. Right. I, I wouldn't mind uh, going after Anthony Rizzo, and bringing him back too. Yeah. I, I really liked Rizzo. I like his defense. And, you know, when he came over to the Yankees, he, seemed to have an effect on other people. I was, I was calling it the Rizzo effect where guys were choking up a little bit and putting the ball in play. And I, I love that style of baseball. So I, I think that would not be a terrible thing. Um, you know, 
the other guy out there is Olsen from the A's. People have uh, connected him to the Yankees since, what, last November? It's somewhere around in that range. And the only issue with that is you got to get rid of – you got you to gotta give to get, as they say. Mm-hmm. And Olsen would the, – the A's probably get uh, – I shouldn't say probably. They're going to take some good guys from you. And that's always a dicey situation. You never know what's going to happen with a guy from the minors – is he going to come up, uh, you know, is, is he going to come up on the A's and the, and, and it's going to look back and be like, oh, Yankees had him, but Olsen solid player. Uh, I don't know a ton about him. I think me and you have spoken about him and you knew a little bit more. What's your take on getting Olsen? Um, you can hear me, right? So I'll make sure. Yes. Okay. We're good. All right. Um, so yeah, I'm the Olsen thing I'm not too fond of. Um, I understand it. I think the big attraction here is also that well, lefty first baseman out there. Um, also that he's a lefty guy with pop. Yeah. And the thing that differentiates Olsen from guys like Freeman and Rizzo, this guy strikes out a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Now, last season, he did do a better job reducing that. I got to give him credit. But the sample size before last season – you know, he's had, uh, I think, six other seasons entering last year or five where he swung and missed a ton. And I'm just not fond yeah. of that. He hit a buck 95 in 2020. And the years before that, he hits, you know, 250, sometimes below that. I I get, you know, that we're in an era where, you know, we worry about the three true outcomes, home runs, walks, and the strikeouts and stuff. Yeah. Don't matter as much to some people. But I look at this Yankees lineup. You already have Gallo. You've already got Gary. Yeah, yeah. Luke Voigt does strike out a lot, but if you get, I guess if you get Olsen, he's not going to be around. But you got a lot of guys: Gary, Gallo, and as great as Stanton and um, Judge are, they too are prone to those swing and miss slumps sometimes too. So you add in Olsen, that's like two thirds of your lineup that's going to be swinging and missing. And it may look good on paper and it may even get you a hundred regular season wins and help you get a division title maybe. But I think when you face elite pitching yeah. in the playoffs, we always see, man, every year, Greg, this team has a big problem coming through with the big hit in a playoff game yep. and stringing together hits in a playoff game. And you look at the teams who win world series. A lot of those teams have those guys who can put the bat on the ball. And I'm just not sure I want to give up a ton to acquire um, Matt Olson. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, like I said, we had talked about this and you knew a lot of, more about him and his strikeouts. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't love that one over some of the other ones. And uh, just to give a few people some shout outs who, who wanted Olsen, uh, we got at Everjudge99, he said Olsen. We got at CC Egan7, Craig Egan wanted him. Uh, let's see, who else? There was one other person I want to give a shout to, uh, at Rich J. Rivera. He also said Olsen. And a few other, more, other people, uh, at Roy Mull 77 so 
people like this guy, whether it's just a, a, a bright, shiny object <laughs> yeah. that is Olsen that they want to see there. Uh, at, and, you know, who knows? Maybe these guys know about him and know some other things, unlike me, who did not know a lot. <laughs> um, we'll see. So a few other people. First base, big, you know, big spot. Uh, you know, I've always said it's a very important position, having someone defensive over there. And that's one of the big reasons why, and, and there's a few others of this guy. Do you remember this guy? His name's Luke Voigt is on the team. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> kind of forget about that guy. Um, uh, our producer, Mario, he wants to see Luke Voigt at first. He is a Luke Voigt fan. And, I, you know, it's, it's tough. I, I like Luke Voigt. I think he brings a lot of energy there. But I don't love his defense. Mm-hmm. And and his injuries. He unfortunately is a guy who has had a lot of injuries, right? W- w- what's your take? If if Yankees yeah. said, okay, Luke, you know, in in what are we at? Twenty six days right now. Twenty six days they run Luke Voigt out at first base. <laughs> Rob Carbone sitting <clears throat> at home watching the game, or maybe you're at the stadium watching the game. How are you going to be? <laughs> Let's hear the reaction. Uh, <laughs> you know. If they were to bring him back, I would expect them to make an ex- uh, a significant upgrade somewhere else, at least. Yeah. Um, but like you, I, I, I worry about his defense. You know, he's not a great first baseman at all. Um, and then I also, like you, I worry about his health because he's always banged up. And he's a trooper. I'll give him credit because a lot of the time he'll play through it. But that's not always the best for him and the team because that's yeah. the big reason why yeah. he slumps sometimes. And then... When he slumps, he'll start pressing, and a lot of the times that affects everybody else. It kind of puts them in this daze. Um, but um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not the. I'm not against bringing back Luke Voigt. I just hope that if we did, we would have insurance, and we would at least try and make some significant upgrades in other spots. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. That's a good point. If they do, were if they were to bring him back. You have to show the fans, which, you know, we know Cashman and Hal, they really don't care about us, but uh, you would hope that they would bring, uh, you know, make a big splash somewhere else. Um, It's going to be first base is going to be interesting, really a lot of different ways. And who knows, we might even have a decision today uh, if, uh, as you were saying, if Freeman uh, decision comes down today, maybe that's not, who knows at this point, maybe it's a, he signed somewhere else and it's, it's not even an issue anymore (laughs) with him even coming to the Yankees. So we shall see, we shall see. So, you know, around the rest of the infield, it's, it's kind of interesting because there's uh, current Yankees. There's a lot of interchangeability there at second, short and third. Now, On the team right now, as everybody knows, you've got in those three slots, Glaber Torres, DJ LeMayu, and Gio Urshela. And Gio showed last year that he could play some shortstop. Uh, you know, I'm not sure how that translates to a full season there. Uh, you know, you got it's it's got to be a little bit more wear and tear at shortstop for him than third base, but he looked really good on some some plays look look fantastic you've got glaber who was at shortstop and and that experiment just didn't work out well uh, i think he's much better at second base and then you've got dj who could even play first somebody somebody actually uh had written in 
uh, actually at 94 Yankees wrote for first base LeMayu, which is really amazing that uh, I love that DJ could play first, second and third. But I love DJ at second. That obviously pushes Glaber out of there. Shortstop, you know, there's a lot of hype about these guys in the minors. Uh, Volpe yes. is one guy who, you know, you, you listen to scouts and, and the hype and it's can't miss. And there's the possibility that the Yankees do a stopgap and just get somebody in to play short for this year. Uh, somebody even, I'll have to look. Oh, actually, at 94 Yankees wrote in and he says Volpe after the All-Star game. And he wants to see Derek Jeter at shortstop, who just left the Marlins. <laughs> we had a few of those, which, which, uh, man, imagine getting Derek Jeter, the the '96 yeah. Derek, Derek Jeter back on your team, and who knows, maybe Volpe is going to be that. Um, you know, DJ Lemayu, as we've talked about, I really think last year he was injured, and I think he's coming back really strong. I think we talked about this when I was on your show. Uh, would love to see that. And I think DJ has got to be an everyday player, especially with that contract that is, they're not going to keep him as a utility guy. Um, so it's, it's interesting. And then you throw in the, into the mix, Correa. Some people want to see him. Simmons mm -hmm. was a name that was out there. He actually just signed with the Cubs. Uh, he did. Yeah. Last night or, or this morning, something like that. Um, and then you've got, you know, someone else at 94 Yankees threw some other names out there. Uh, and Duhar who, Actually, there's a, 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 a report that just came out. He got robbed at gunpoint at his farm in Dominican Republic uh, and got like punched in the face. He got like beat up and his $7,000 gold chain stolen from him. <laughs> they say he's going to be ready for spring break, but that's a little bit of a scary uh, story. So with all those names, I know we just threw a lot of names in there. What's, what, what, what looks ideal to you, ideal and realistic? All right. So <laughs> okay. I'm going to give you my, my wish, my fantasy. Yes. Um, let's start there. And then we'll get to the realistic aspect. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what I'm about to say is probably going to get me a lot of hate. I'm probably, if I show up in New York after saying this, I'll get people throwing tomatoes at my head. I'll get eggs thrown at me. Well, I if I, it. yeah, if I can guess what it is, yeah. I think it's going to be, Mixed, actually, because I think there's some people. But here, let's let's hear it, Rob. Yeah, and, and we've talked about it before. But I think if you're the Yankees and you're trying to be the bad guys again and you want to win, you want everybody to hate you, and I feel like you can use that as motivation. And yes, what better player to do that than going out and grabbing that low piece of scum <laughs> who played for Houston um, in Korea? And yes. as listen, as much as I hate him, as much as you hate him, as much as everybody else not named the Houston Astro fan hates him, <laughs> I think, yep. first of all, he's an extremely talented player. Okay. He can hit you a bunch of home runs. He can hit you over 300 if he is on health, if he's healthy. And he's a pretty good shortstop. And I just think he would, oh man, I could just imagine how much noise this would create yeah. negative energy around the other fan bases, just hating the Yankees again. And I feel like if you want to be the evil empire, go be the evil empire. Um, <laughs> yes. Now, realistically speaking, I don't see that happening. There's been too much animosity between he and the Yankees. A judge has talked trash to him before. Correa yeah. even called out Jeter 
the yeah. other month. I mean, I, yeah. I just don't see Cashman doing this. Like I said, if we were talking about going after Freeman as a true professional Yankee, Correa is the anti-Yankee. Yep. So at mm-hmm. the same time, I get it. I definitely understand not wanting to acquire him. And most likely scenario being he probably won't be here. Now, yeah. if we're talking realistically, all right, coming back down to earth. Um, so you have Glaber playing. He's, I would say Glaber's most likely going to be sticking around at second base, right? I think the shortstop experiment failed. I think you could see clearly he was not capable of playing shortstop for 162 games. I mean, they had to put Gio Urshela there yep. in the most important part of the season, who's never played third base before because Glaber Torres was so bad. And that clearly affected his hitting, and he took it. You know, he took his struggles in the field to the plate yeah. and mm-hmm. vice versa. And so I think by switching him back to second base full time, and we kind of saw it once he did last year, it did help him hit a little better. Um, yes. I don't think he's ever going to be a defensive mm-hmm. go glover. He's nothing special in the field, but I think at second base, I think you at least kill some of that noise. And yeah. yeah. So you stick him there. And the question is, what are you going to do with the left side of the infield? Do you go and get a stopgap? Um, until Volpe or or they were talking about this Peraza kid too is yeah. ready. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe in the meantime you do that. Um, maybe you go for Trevor Story, who I'm not the biggest fan of, but I'm also not against him. Um, yeah, you could do that. And if you if you stay in house, maybe you do Urshela at shortstop. Although that is risky, being that he's only been there. You know, he's got a small sample size there from the end of last season, and then you put Lemayhu at third base. But, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. It's really, you could do a lot of things. You could put LeMay with first base. But I just, like I said before, you got to make a big move somewhere in the lineup, out in the out in the diamond. You got to make some kind of big move. And, yeah, you know, if you do it at first base, all right, then I'd be fine with staying in-house on the left side of the infield. If you make a big move on the left side of the infield, then you got to do something at first base with the big signing. I just, I hope they do something to show that they want to win because in my opinion, this team is far, far from winning a title, which is their expectation. Um, but yeah, I, I think the only staple is that you have Glaber at second base everywhere else in the infield is pretty much up for grabs. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And yeah, you're, you put in story there, which um, I forgot. He's another guy in there and um, you know, Paul Giuliano who wrote in at P. Giuliano 89, he actually had Volpe at second base. And uh, I was like, huh, that's, that's an interesting thing. Uh, did not think about that. I am get, you know, the shortstop such an important position in MLB that if you're grooming Volpe to be your shortstop, uh, you're going to go for it. Unless, you know, like you said, um, uh, Peraza, uh, there's also, um, they have uh, in the mix uh, that Oswaldo Cabrera is down there. Uh, don't know a lot about him, but he's a name that comes up. Um, I'm trying to find someone actually wrote about Trevor Story and yeah. brought up some good things about him. And he's, a, he's another guy I don't know a lot about. I started to research him when the, the rumors came out last year that the Yankees might make a move to get him and, you know, they were whoever uh, 
whoever said it, I'm going to paraphrase them and, unless I can find it. They were saying, you know, he's a hard nosed baseball guy. I think he's another guy who wears number two for Derek Jeter. So <laughs> you got to like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of interesting ways to go with this. And um, you know, it's, it's almost every year uh, we've got, a lot of question marks all over the Yankees. And I'm, Oh, I feel like I'm always saying, well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens with these moves. You never know what the Yankees are going to do. Um, it is, uh, like I said, DJ got to see him in there. Um, who knows what happens at shortstop and yeah, does Glaber have a comeback year? Uh, bounces back from the past couple. Cause uh, you know, everyone always brings up his age and it's true. He's only 25 guys yeah. could guy could still put it together. You know, there's a lot of stories like that in MLB where guys will have some down seasons and then they'll figure it out. Um, so we'll see, we'll see just to, just to give some of the dream lineups um, our producer Mario uh, he had Mattingly at first, which I love. Bring back Mattingly. Yes. <laughs> get, get him off the get him off <laughs> yes. the Marlins. He had Cano at second, Jeter at shortstop, and and he knows. I think he wrote this one for me. He put Nettles at third, which <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> anybody mentions the word uh, Greg Nettles to me, and 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 it's the greatest. But uh, <laughs> um, moving on to, I'm trying to see if anybody else had any other new names in the mix. Um, oh, someone that mentioned Kyle Farmer, who I don't even know who that is. At original UYF 1950 mentioned Kyle Farmer. I don't even know who that is. I'll, I won't even lie and be like, oh, Kyle Farmer. <laughs> Do you know who that is? Is that is an MLB guy? or I've heard the name before. I'm trying to think because... I think he's in the National League. I'm pretty sure he's a uh, p- uh, catcher in the National League. So that might have to be with something to do with Gary Sanchez not being around because they just brought – I'm pretty sure they just gave – Well, he had him at shortstop. He, PJ, Yan- BJ, who's a PJ mm-hmm. Yankees fan since the dot, dot, dot. Um, he's got Kyle Farmer at shortstop. So He probably plays a little bit both. Okay. Well, I'll have to find out. I've this heard the name. I, I don't to know. Me. Yeah, I don't know too much about him, to be honest with you. I just, I've heard his name bounce around here and there. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Another guy who, um, uh, from Craig Egan, he wrote in, uh, and we're going to get into the outfield, but to just include in uh, the infield situation, mm-hmm. Chris Bryant. Chris, He's got Chris Bryant in left field, and we're going to transition to the outfield now. Um, and he also brought up that uh, – Chris Bryant can, you know, used to play third base, so he can play third. I don't know if he still does anymore, but, you know, having that uh, flexibility is really interesting. And at this point in his career, uh, I don't know how many years he would want, um, but I I still think the Yankees outfield is so crowded. uh, Not sure if they would bring anyone in like that, but it's interesting. It's interesting. So we're going to go into the outfield. And as everybody probably knows, Yankees have on the roster Aaron Judge, monster season last year. Loved it. Uh, we have Giancarlo Stanton, who another guy who has came up really big in some spots and, and is really showing that he can play in the playoffs and, and play the outfield, you know, serviceable in the outfield. Yep. And I think that's really helped his game. I don't know if that's like kept his head more in the game and it's it's translating to 
better at bats and, and be in clutch. And we also have Joey Gallo, Joey Gallo, who gold glove winner, Joey Gallo. And also out there is one of my least favorite players, Aaron Hicks, <laughs> the oft injured Aaron Hicks. And another guy, let's see, Jimmy from the Bronx actually mentioned this Suzuki. Seiya? Is that how you, I don't even know how you, I know, I heard the hype on this guy. Um, I believe he's, I believe he's Japanese player. Uh, okay. Seiya Suzuki, uh, who there was a little bit of hype about him uh, coming to the, coming to MLB. I remember hearing about him in like November or something before the lockout. So that is little bit of a crowded outfield when you um when you put all those guys in well not really where who the yankees have on paper right now on the roster there's not really a crowded outfield but you know as you said and i just have to say i i stole your line and i uh -huh. put it on someone was talking about brett gardner and i wrote death taxes and bringing <laughs> back brett gardner and i gave you credit um i said that i said i stole this from rob carbone Oh, um, which I love. It was, <laughs> that was a great, just so everybody knows Rob, me and Rob were going on and uh, he, he texted me something about uh, Brett Gardner coming back. And he wrote like that, something like he wrote, wrote back to me like death and taxes. And I said, you got to make a t-shirt death taxes there you go. and, and bringing back Brett Gardner. <laughs> so yep. in that outfield, you know, we just did, you just did kind of like your dream scenario. Um, what would be, let's do dream scenario of the outfield and then your realistic outfield. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know that there's any free agents that I've heard of out there um, that I'm willing to go after. I don't know. I have to look at the list, but um, I don't know my fantasy outfield, to be honest with you, man. I think... I mean, in a fantasy world, I would like to get Gallo the heck out of here. As good as he was in left field, not a fan of the bat. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think Stanton, if you get Stanton to play the field, you, you were just touching on it. He was so much better last season when they uh, when they finally trusted him to play some outfield. You know, yeah, I think there's, yeah. a, there's a real difference in just, you know, getting off your butt four times a night and then going right back to the bench as opposed to you're staying on your feet when you're not hitting. And you're constantly moving. And I think yeah, a big guy yeah. like Stanton, that really helped him thrive at the plate because his body was constantly warm. Mm -hmm. And I, I do put a lot of, um, I, I do put a lot into that. So I think if you can get him to play a little more outfield this year, that would help him tremendously. Um, realistically speaking, well, it seems like they're probably going to go with the straightforward format that they did most of last season when they were healthy. Um, Considering everybody's going to be healthy, you have Gallo in left field. Um, you've got Hicks yep. in center, Judge in right, and probably Stanton at DH. Um, now, the Hicks thing, I'm with you. I'm not the biggest fan of Hicks. I think he's a decent player. I just think he's a fourth outfielder on, yeah. any, on most other teams. He's a decent fourth outfielder. He's a switch hitter who can give you occasional home runs, and he's got some speed. And the arm's not what it used to be, to be honest with you, to, to where yeah. I trust him to yeah. be the everyday left, uh, everyday center fielder. So, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of Hicks in the outfield, to be honest, man. I, I wish he would be relegated to the bench. But at the same time, I understand it. They don't really have any other center fielder that I can think of off the top of my head. They could go and try to see what Florial can give them 
because to be honest, he, you know, he played a little bit last year with the big league squad and he showed them a pretty, you know, that he was pretty capable of playing for them. I don't know. Maybe they give him some more time down below and then they bring him up. If Hicks becomes a problem again. Um, But I'm very happy to see that judge will be the right fielder again. And the thing is though, obviously he's due for an extension. There's a lot of talk there and that might play a role in what the Yankees do in the off season. You know, these last, this last month here, what they do, because they, you know, like you were saying, they try to stay under that tax. And I think they're going to want to try and save some money for judge if they're going to extend him. And yeah. The question true. is, you know, it's, it's going to be that, that, that extension thing is going to be a lot, you know, that can either help a player, you know, judge might have a terrific season trying to get that extension this year. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that could also damage a player's uh, mental health. He could be thinking a lot about, you know, where am yeah. I going to be living next year? Which uniform am I going to be putting on my back? Um, yeah. So th- there's a lot that goes on um, besides just on the field stuff. So, yeah, again, I think it's pretty – it's more straightforward with the outfield than it is in the infield. You have Gallo in left. If he's healthy, Hicks is in center. Judge in right, and they're probably going to DH – Stanton, uh, maybe he'll play outfield, you know, for 25% of his time, but I don't know. That's probably yeah. the, the most realistic scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at rich J Rivera, he actually said, uh, center field Florial slash Hicks. And he was the only person to mention Florial and I kind of had forgotten him. And yeah. I remember, you know, Florial, when he was in the minors, like, like I don't know, three years ago, had so much hype around him. It was like, oh man, center fielder, fast center fielder, lefty. Yes. And then all of a sudden, it was like scouts got cold on him. But when he came up, I really thought he played well and showed signs that he could be major league ready and a contributor. So I like that, and I do like Yankees being able to have someone else in center field to make Hicks a bench player because with Hicks's injury history, if he's getting less playing time and can stay healthy for a season, you know, maybe you can put him out there and and switch him around and give him a day off and put Stanton out there and give judge a DH day and, and all that kind of stuff that they like to do. And, you know, maybe, maybe that's Hicks role. Maybe he is a bench player who can contribute here and there. So I really like that Gallo really curious to see what happens with Gallo. Is he going to mesh this year with, with the pressures of New York? And I don't even know if it was the pressures of New York. I just know that he came over and was, was abysmal at times. Uh, I, I think the Yankees, did they put him in the, in the wild card game? Did he bat fourth? I think. I remember I'm pretty that. Sh- I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure, right. yeah, he did, right? And I was like, oh, my God, why are you batting this guy fourth? Like, did you think all of a sudden he's going to turn it on and in a wild card game, like, go yeah. four for four? Like, I would have had him seventh. Uh, yeah. Never in the cleanup spot. That's, uh, well, you know, the thing, he, I'll give him, he's not as bad as he was last year, but. Yeah, yeah. And he's, I get it, he's a productive power hitter but again it comes down to what i was saying earlier it's not always about being a good player it's about being the right fit and i feel like he's a square peg 
and the Yankees are the round hole because yeah. we just have one too many of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you know, a lot of, uh, another factor is the New York factor and lit, you know, I grew up, lived in Manhattan for 15 years and, you know, I was used to it. You, you know, you're from there too. You kind of, you, you know what you're getting, but some of these guys who come to New York, it's a whole new experience and you're coming in to give, try and help Joey Gallo's case a little bit. You're coming into New York. You are living somewhere new. You are living in one of the biggest and craziest cities in the world. You've got fans who are so intense, much more than Texas, I am going to guess. Yeah. And it's a big adjustment. So who knows what's going on with him? Um, it, 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 it could have been really tough for him. And that's why I want to see what happens this year. Hopefully he's got his head wrapped around it. And uh, again, I'm, <laughs> I'm talking for him. I have no idea if this is what he dealt with, but right. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt that hopefully he's got his apartment set up. He knows how to get to the stadium now. Like these are all things you got to think about. And hey, listen, I, I always used to compare driving in New York to uh, the movie, The Road Warrior. You know, people are crazy. <laughs> so if he's trying to get himself to the stadium every day, the stresses of that showing up and then being like, Oh my God, I got to play today. And, uh, you know, I'm on a new team and I got fans who, who want to see me hit home runs. A lot of pressure, I think. So we're going to see what happens with Joey Gallo yeah. this year. Uh, you know, some people mentioned judge going over to center. Uh, I really like that. Uh, you know, judge played there a couple of times last year. Um, actually Mario put judge in center field. I like that. Um, I think judge is a, such a great outfielder. Um, and could, could play center field. And, you know, maybe it's a lot of, you know, sometimes too much the the mm -hmm. day to day of playing center field and you got to cover more ground, but I like putting him over there some days and then going back into right field where he's amazing in Yankee stadium, great defensive player. Oh, I really wanted him to get the, the gold glove last year. I thought he really deserved yeah. it. Um, you know, the other, let's see, there was, Oh, someone else mentioned uh Roy Muller mentioned Conforto from the Mets so I guess he's a free agent I I know that there's been some hype about Conforto uh being like like I'm talking like two years ago or so on the mm -hmm. Mets heard about him don't know really a lot about him but I guess he is a uh a free agent I would imagine and uh that's interesting I have no idea where he's at in terms of his career and, and if he is a, a solid player anymore. Um, like we've said with, with Stanton getting reps out in the uh, out in left field, I think that's really good for his game. And, uh, and do the Yankees bring back Brett Gardner and someone wrote something. Oh, this was uh, Aaron judge forever. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wrote center field Hicks slash left-handed bat not named Gardner <laughs> I, was la I was laughing at that you know Brett Gardner <clears throat> as I've said <clears throat> excuse me many times I love what he did for the Yankees I love his service I love his grittiness um and he's just he's he just seems like he's a great guy great teammate leader in the clubhouse but I think it's time to end the Yankee his Yankee career um if they bring him back, I wouldn't be surprised, but I'd be a little bit like, eh, 
not the right move. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I got a lot of respect for Brett Gardner. So I'll start with, you know, I'll start with the sugar coating. I think he's been a solid <laughs> Yankees entire career, good veteran, all that stuff. It's time to move on and, and try to go a little younger, man. Um, he, you know, he's okay at this point in his career. He's not great. And I'm just ready to see a new face in there. Uh, I, I thank him for his service. Yeah. And I feel like yeah. if not now, whenever is that going to change? I feel like if they're just, <laughs> just going to keep throwing them these one year veteran minimums. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so right? I, I don't know, man. I'm, I would much rather go Florial, you know, as a, as a backup outfielder um, than, than, uh, than Brett Gardner at this point. Um, and uh, yeah, you also mentioned sliding judge over to center field. That's good. I, I agree with that. I think occasionally that'd be great. You don't want to do it too often because he is a big guy. Um, he's going to be 30, mm-hmm. 30 this year, maybe 31, 30. Um, and yeah. he's had an injury history. So you want to keep him, you know, not running around in center field as, as often as you can. But I think occasionally he could definitely slide over and play center field. And he's shown before that he's capable of doing that. So. Yeah. Yeah. So before we get to uh, catcher and DH, which I forgot to put DH down. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know why I was thinking, uh, you know, people wrote in the DH, which I, uh, I appreciate. I, I, I like, I thank them for not hammering me on Twitter for not having the DH on there, <laughs> which Twitter can be harsh about, but um, Anthony Barada, who is at go Yanks go, 2442 he <laughs> he had crazy lineup crazy great lineup um this talk about the dream lineup just to run down first base freeman second base low who i don't even know who that is i you know as i say i i'm a i'm not a baseball fan i'm a yankee fan so right. <laughs> i don't i'm not sure who that is he's got it shortstop fernando tatis jr third base machado so yankees making a big deal with San Diego to get those two guys. He's got left field Acuna, center field Trout, right field he's keeping Judge, and at catcher he's got Grandal. And then he wrote, "Hey, you said dot dot dot." <laughs> that was a good one. That was like the dream dream lineup. Um, very funny stuff there. Um, pretty much wrap up uh, the World Series with with that. You could you could put Nestor Cortez Jr. pitching every day, and you know. probably win with that. <laughs> Uh, but getting into DH, uh, we'll go DH and, and save my, my favorite Yankee. Uh, and that there's a lot of sarcasm in that for last, who we'll talk about in the catcher position. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to, I think it's 161st street media. Where is he? Um, he is a guy who I've been talking to that uh, he has his own podcast and he wants to come on the show. Yes. At 161 street media. He is a big Luke Voigt fan. And he, I was um, actually messaging with him. He wants to come on and um, sing his praises of Luke Voigt. Uh, and I would love to go on there. Cause you know, I was kidding around with him. He said, um, he said 59 will be in monument park. He wrote, 59 being yeah. Luke Boyd's number. And I said, yes, absolutely. He loves reading Mickey's plaque when he visits Mickey Mantle <laughs> out there. So little, little joke there. Um, 
but you know like we said i like luke boyd i love the action I, uh, that he gives i love when he slams the the, the water bottles together and does the the stone cold mm. steve austin impression yes. <laughs> um I do like the guy. I just, I just, um, at DH, I could see him, but that's crowded. You got to keep Stanton there at DH and give these other guys DH reps. Um, mm-hmm. and we'll see. So look, look for that soon. We're going to, we're going to try and get 161 street media on here. Um, and, and debate Luke Boyd. <laughs> That'll be a funny segment. I think anyway, Let's we've kind of we've we've kind of had the DH of, of Stanton. I don't know if anybody right. else wrote in anything different. Stanton is just is is the guy in there at DH. Um, and then save the best for last. There's that mm. sarcasm again. There we go. No one besides like putting like like Grandal, like I told you, Anthony Barada put in there. Nobody had anybody different, although I'm going back and looking at catcher than Sanchez, Gary Sanchez. Everybody, you know, thinks Gary Sanchez will be back. I think he's going to be back, too, uh, unless there's some crazy trade for him that someone wants to put him at DH. And like me and you have talked about, I think DH would be a great spot for him in the National League somewhere. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yes. Anywhere out of New York. Um, so, you know, we've talked, we've talked about Gary Sanchez, uh, at nauseum, me and you and how we, we don't like him, but what's, what else is available besides Higashioka who, uh, is a solid backup, but I don't see him as being an everyday catcher for 150 games out of the mm-hmm. year. What do you think is going to happen there? Uh, well, man, it looks like he's going to be the everyday catcher. You know, at least they're going to attempt to do that. I, I, you know, I've spit my take on him plenty of times. Um, not the fan, not, not the biggest fan of him. I don't like, forget the fact that he's declining with the bat, um, every year. Yeah. He's not, uh, I like my catcher to be great defensively. And he is far from great defensively. Sure, he'll you know gun out a runner trying to steal second here and there, but too many mistakes. He can't move behind the plate sometimes. I don't like his receiving. Uh, yeah, the new catching stance is a little odd to me. And you know, there's the problem with him hustling to first base, which wouldn't be as much of a problem if he was producing with the bat. But when you're having all these other struggles you better be hustling. And how many, how many times do we have to hear about Gary not running hard to first base, not running hard to, you know, run after a passed ball. And we really don't do much about it. It's frustrating. I don't love Gary Sanchez. He's probably going to be there. Um, Again, if we're talking in a fantasy world, there are a ton of catchers out there in baseball who I would take over him, but the problem is they are already locked up with their teams. I don't see anybody, you know, I don't think there are any free agent catchers out there. I don't think there are any guys on the trade market. The thing I would do is hope that they've got this kid down below Austin Wells. Yes. Who a lot of people are calling the next Kyle Schwarber. I think he, you, you maybe give him a shot at some point, but I think his ETA is, I was reading about it on MLB.com. He's not expected to be ready by next year. And when he is, they're talking about him possibly switching positions to first base and left field. So for now, I, I think we 
are unfortunately stuck watching, uh, you know, a Mendoza line hitter catch for us who's not mm-hmm. great defensively. So we're we're going to be stuck with Gary, unfortunately. So yeah, that, yeah, uh, yeah. Paul Giuliano was the guy who had I, I looked it up who wrote in about Wells, and then I was like, wait, where did I see Austin Wells? And I I think you just did a BD4 yeah. podcast about Austin Wells. Yes. Um, Cause I was, I went on and I was, I was actually starting to listen to it and then I had to go somewhere. I, I couldn't listen to it. So I got to get back and listen <laughs> to that because he is intriguing. And I did a little bit of, uh, of trying to do some research on him and um, yeah, you, you know, you, you would wish that someone could come up from the Yankees uh, minors and be a solid catcher and, and take that position. And I know that the Yankees over the past, I don't know, X amount of years have supposedly drafted a lot of catchers. Yep. Uh, so no one, no one yet is panning out, obviously, as Gary Sanchez is still there. And, you know, I'm just waiting for the people who want to say Gary Sanchez is an above average catcher. And I, mm-hmm. I, 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 oh, it drives me crazy because I think I mentioned this on your show, the last one that we did, is that last year, Gary Sanchez had that amazing, like, May, uh, May to June, maybe, something like that, where right. did phenomenally, and everyone's like, oh, Gary Sanchez is back, this is the guy, and then he did nothing the rest of the year, and people, like, love to look at the stats for his year, and I bet you it's all because of that big May, where his numbers yeah. look better than they really are. And then you go with the defense and I know you can't like, uh, you know, Yankees came down to the last game of the season where uh, to make it into the wild card. And, you know, everyone says, Oh, you can't look back at games in May. I do. (laughs) I look at games in April, May and Gary Sanchez. How many games did he lose because of his poor defense? There's, there was a lot, there was, you know, a lot, relatively speaking, there was at least three games, I would say that were, you know, completely visible, like him missing a ball and a run scoring and things of that nature. And then you think, well, what's all the little things that add up over an entire year? Him, you know, missing framing a pitch or another, you know, pass ball in like the second inning that a run scores that doesn't necessarily come back like some of his bigger botches in, in like the ninth or the eighth inning that cost them the game. And I just think you got to get the guy out of there. And I understand that there's not a lot of uh, catchers available on the market and et cetera, but Mm -hmm. my goodness, just trade him, trade him, trade him to to the, to the NL for, (laughs) to be a DH somewhere and get uh, just a serviceable catcher. Who's really good on defense. Yeah. It's, it's like, the thing is, dude, it's like for those of, you know, for those who are still all in on Gary, it's like, well, there's a conversation about him for a reason right now still. You know what I mean? Like, we're still talking about him, whether, you know, there, there are still a lot of people on his back for a reason. There's not, it's not like we're on him for no reason. It's because he's been underachieving. And yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody is expecting him to, you know, be what he was in his first two seasons. I mean, he looked like he was the next Pudge Rodriguez as a rookie yeah. and as a sophomore. But, but at least, you know, hit me 250 at least show enough plate discipline to where if you're not hitting a home run, you can at least get on base with a walk or come up with a timely hit the other way here and there do something, be, be, be a presence at the plate. If you're not going to play defense, if you're not going to hustle, then at least be a presence at the plate more than, you know, having a hot stretch here and there, which can fluctuate uh, 
a lot. You know, that, that'll impact your numbers on the season a lot. If you have a, a great week, it makes it look a lot better, like you said. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of him anymore. I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah there it is. There is the lineup. Um, we'll have to maybe we'll have to do a, another episode with you on the pitching. That could be a, yeah. a, a full episode. But there we go. And, it, you know, it's it's a big weekend. It is a big weekend with spring training starting and we'll see what happens. Will the Yankees make some signings? Will they stay pat and try and be creative like they sometimes do? And uh, it's, it's going to be really interesting. I'm, I'm really excited to see the flurry of signings that happen. And yeah, my, uh, my phone keeps buzzing. I keep getting these notifications. Oh, all right. Well, I better post this soon so that maybe we, we look like uh, genius fortune tellers for the Yankees and say, see, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had that posted. Cool. Well, Rob, listen, thanks a lot for joining us. And just want to give a, some shout outs to um, someone on, on their Twitter handle, uh, changed it, uh, their name to sign somebody. <laughs> That's at <laughs> Judge Mania 99. That is a good That's one. Great. All the people we mentioned. Um, let's see. We got Brazen is a guy who wrote in. Um, that's at Bailey and Joe uh, and no Bailey and OJ 87. Um, you know, go to our Twitter and, and give all these people, uh, some love, uh, who wrote into us. I really appreciate it, uh, of them writing in Adam King, Jimmy from the Bronx, who we mentioned, of course, Mario, uh, and there you go. If I miss anybody, I, my apologies. And uh, and obviously, Rob, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. Always great insights. And go check out Rob, his podcast, BD4. And if you go to Instagram, he has his whole uh, link tree on there. And he is um, got all that on there. And he's also writing for who's who do you write for? I forget. I'm covering the Yankees and the Knicks for ultimatesportsnetworks.com. If you go there and uh, search the Bomber Bocker blog, you'll find my blog on that page. Yeah, perfect. Anything else you want to give a shout no, man, out to, Rob? I, uh, I just want to say I appreciate you having me on the show. It's always a good time. Um, yeah. And if you guys want to follow me on, on social media, I'm at Rob J. Carbone on Instagram. And like Greg said, I post a lot of my content on there. So thanks for having me on, dude. Yeah. I really appreciate it. And uh, happy baseball's back. Yes. Thanks, Rob. We will All talk right, to you soon, my man. Take care, All bro. Right.